0: Well, hello and good day. It's 4.35. Thanks for spending your afternoon, your drive, your dinner time. Whatever it is that you were doing, you are doing it with us. Richard Krauss, Christine Cardoso on News Talk 1010. And it is time now for our smart speaker series. We welcome Scott Reid, CTV News political commentator and former communications director for Prime Minister Paul Martin. And Tim Powers, the chairman of Summa Strategies and the managing director of Abacus Data. Good uh, Good day to you, Scott and Tim. Hello.
1: Hello. How you doing? Good, good, good. So we just had Tom Mulcair on, or Mulcair, on talking about uh, this new PharmaCare legislation that was tabled today. And uh, interesting thoughts, Scott, I'll start with you. What's your initial reaction? <laughs>
2: Well, you know, I mean, from a policy perspective, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting thing that you know we are going to see expanded coverage for certain kinds of medications, and those are you know pretty significant, you know, for diabetes medication, obviously some contraception. So, you know, that's. That's not an insignificant policy development, and I don't want to be um, de minimis in any way. But if you look at it politically, I think this is a real challenge for the Liberals and the NDP, that, you know, from a— from the public opinion perspective, the conservative attack against this, I think, is going to really resonate. Which is, hang on, we've got clogged waiting rooms, we've got people who can't get a family physician. Though that's the foundation of our house of healthcare, and you guys are adding on a PharmaCare extension. We shouldn't be doing that. We don't know how much it's going to cost. We don't have a way of really calculating how much it's going to cost. So, I think politically, it's it's going to be challenging. It gives the government another year in Parliament, because this keeps alive the deal with the NDP. But I'm not certain it's going to win them
1: votes. I see. I, I, my take was Tom Mulcair was sort of the ap- exact opposite of you. I think in the the world <laughs> of, sounds pu- right. uh, of public opinion, <laughs> I think he thought that people will, will be all over this idea that, you know, all of a sudden drugs that maybe once were, uh, you know, out of reach for them or whatever will now be a lot more accessible. Uh, Tim, what's your take? I, I, again, Scott and I are probably
3: not on the same um, page. Tom, Richard, yeah. I, I would say, you know what, and Scott will relate to this, this is reminiscent of some of the good deals that the Martin government had at the end of their term. Uh, Kelowna, uh, Mr. Dryden was pushing forward child care at the time, um, but unfortunately, they. Came undone for different reasons, mm-hmm. um, but they effectively started to come undone because the political messengers—and this is not a personal shot of Mr. Martin. I think he's a fine person, but uh, were, we're at the end of uh, end of their at the end of the line of their credibility. And if Mr. Trudeau was going to sell this now, knowing where he sits in public polls, it may be the best policy in the world, but it's going to be hard for people to celebrate it or accept it. In the messenger, and you're seeing that already from some of the premiers—not just the predictable ones who, like Quebec and Alberta, are going to say stay away from all of this—they're saying what Scott was saying. Well, you know what? We got emergency rooms with issues. We're short doctors and nurses. Um, you know, I, I welcome Mr. Singh's enthusiasm, but the practicality and the credibility of the messengers right now may make this thing really difficult to be what it could be—a good program.
0: I guess that's the ultimate message to Canadians, then, is your free drugs aren't coming that soon. There's just not enough money, and I... There's certainly not enough money in Canada's military, at least according to uh, defense insiders who are sounding the alarms on the state of the Canadian military. Uh, We were speaking earlier with Christian Luprecht, uh, a national security authority with the Royal Military College. Scott Reid, I'll turn this to you. Should we be afraid uh, that Canada is not keeping up with new threats, according to those experts?
2: Well, no, we shouldn't be afraid. I mean, there's, there are, and I'm going to be attacked for this because I'm going to sound like I'm being uh, risible about it, but, like, this is a steady stream of complaints from people that operate within the defense sector, uh, you know, sector and sphere, saying, look, we're not funding it enough. We're not funding it enough. This is not, like, this. Is nothing new. This has been going on for decades and decades and decades. You know, are, are we... Are we well positioned to deal with threats in the Arctic? Are we well positioned enough to deal with cyber threats that are increasingly coming? We probably need to do more on that. Um, but all those things are also in competition with massive hardware purchases, which, by the way, in terms of procurement, are brutal to engineer. Um, all those things are in competition with, you know, just paying more soldiers to uh, you know to to, to for recruitment uh, and then you know to make certain they're well equipped so you know we spend about 26 billion dollars a year on defense like just proper and there's lots of other spends and other agencies and so the real question is well how much and here's the awkward thing that all those people omit when you ask Canadians how much, they say lots. Let's spend lots on defense. When you ask them, would you like to spend more on defense or more on okay. health care, they say health care. When you say, do you want to spend more on defense or do you want to spend more on education? Education and on and on and on. It always ranks at the bottom of the list. And that's why conservative and liberal governments have not made it their number one spending priority because it isn't Canadians' number one spending priority.
1: That was Scott Reed, CTV News political commentator and former communications director for Prime Minister Paul Martin. Uh, Tim Powers also joins us on uh, the Smart Speakers. He's the chairman of Summa Strategies and the managing director of Abacus Data. Tim, I heard you uh, humming in the background while Scott was speaking. I, I take it you guys are in agreement.
3: Slight difference here. Well, first of all, Richard, I was humming because gee, I didn't know Scott knew what risible meant. I I mean, I'm trying to look that up right now. A guy from Belleville, who knows what risible meant? Yeah. That's pretty damn good. The Newfie here doesn't. Um, <laughs> Scott's right. Uh, Scott's right on the money and where it fits, and the fact that politicians talk a big game about this, but they don't really ever go that far to address it because it isn't a top public policy priority. My bigger concern is we. I think. Canadians still think we can trade globally on the heroic things our men and women did in World War One and World War Two, And that, let's be clear, that bought us, rightly, because of the blood that was spilled. A ton of credit with the Americans, with the Europeans, and all of the people who we helped liberate and or protect during the Second World War, but and the First World War, but we're well past that now. And we've been trying to assume that that credibility is still there. It's not. We are at a place in this world where if we want to have influence, particularly in a more unstable place, we are going to, have, somebody's going to have to make that tough decision. Alright, if we want to have influence, we got to spend the money here because that's what's expected. You know, when we're trying to get shells from, what is it, Czechoslovakia to help the Ukraine because mm-hmm. we don't have our own munitions factories. I mean, we haven't had munitions factories here in Canada, I don't think, since the Second World War. Nonetheless, we're not going to be able to to use influence the way we once did, unless we pony up and buy some stuff and do our job in terms of uh, missions around the world where we can help.
1: Scott in a minute tell me what you think about this so it was revealed in a Vancouver court case that uh, the lawyer had used chat GPT to prepare material submitted in the case uh, and the material included citations to cases that didn't exist uh, something her opponent in the case has called an AI hallucination. Uh, is this like an egregious brooch of, of their duties or is it the way of the future you got one minute.
2: Yeah, it's both. Uh, we're going to get more and more of this. But yeah, that's a bad lawyer. Uh, don't hire that lawyer. Uh, <laughs> lawyer doesn't do their work. Lawyer like just feeds it gets chat GPT to do this. This is insane. It's unbelievably unprofessional, unbelievably lazy. And uh, they should be getting sanctioned by the uh, bar.
1: That was Scott Reed. We're in the midst of the smart speakers. We'll continue after the break. Uh, Scott Reed, of course, CTV News political commentator. And Tim Powers also joins us, chairman of Summa Strategies. When we come back, uh, we're going to ask these smart speakers about Doug Ford. And his like-minded, tough-on-crime judges, there's an ex-Ontario judge who said, I was pretty tough, but I don't think that this is the way to go. We don't need Judge Judy on the court. I'm not going to double down. I'm not going to triple down. I'm going to quadruple down. We'll find out what Scott and Reid think about that when we come back. I'm Richard Krause, sitting in with Christine Cardoso on The Rush on News Talk 1010. Stay with us. Lots more to come. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richard Krause, uh, sitting in with Christine Cardoso on uh, the Rush and News Talk 1010, and we're in the midst of Smart Speakers. That's where we bring in very, very talented, clever broadcast professionals uh, to walk us through the biggest stories of the day today. Talking about us? (laughs) That was the voice of Tim Powers, chairman of Summa Strategies and the managing director of Abacus Data. Joining him is Scott Reid, CTV News political commentator and former communications director for Prime Minister Paul Martin. So I teased this uh, before the break, Uh, Doug Ford is wrong about wanting like-minded tough on crime judges, says tough ex-Ontario judge. Uh, Is he right about that or do we need more judges that will say don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining? Tim Powers, what do you think? (laughs) How about just getting enough judges? We just saw a report here federally where they're they're short.
3: Uh, You know, there's lots of vacancies. Uh, i I, I like a competent judge, one that could read, uh, preferably a little tougher on crimes than not. Uh, I I mean, Doug Ford's defense of this is classic. Uh, full-throttled, you know, I got people up there, they're like me, plays well with the broad uh, broad public, I think, that uh, he thinks support him. Why wouldn't he say that?
1: I just want more judges who are trained, Richard. It's not a big ask. Listen, I agree with you on that. Absolutely. Just more, more, more judges. Uh, But Scott, I think this is going to play really well with people who are tired about hearing that someone who's out on jail or out on bail has committed another crime. I think this is going to play right into Doug Ford's hands.
2: Oh, yeah, this is a head nodder in the sense when he stands up and goes, yeah. hey, what are we talking about? I'm, in, I'm, I'm I'm appointing lobbyists who worked in my office, who have no legal training to pick judges. That's what I want. I want those guys. I want them to have a cheeseburger, have a smoke, point a judge. These are things we ought to be doing. I'd like to think that we're going to take the politics— hey, there are acres. Tim and I know we've been, been involved in politics and government our whole lives. Acres and acres and acres of patronage, patronage appointments available for prime ministers and premiers. You know, just. You got to go a little lighter when it comes to the judiciary. You really don't want to contaminate it with politics because you don't want to turn it into a big partisan, you know, circus where, oh, there are liberal judges and conservative judges. We get that garbage in the United States. So we don't want that here. Second thing I would say is this is like a week later, eh? This is hanging around the government. And I agree with you. If it's, if it's about, are you tough on crime? Lots of heads nodding on the bar stool. On the other hand, if it, <laughs> continues to hang around as wh- why is he appointing his cronies his mm. pals this is where Ford gets into trouble listen I knew this guy when I was in high school this guy worked for me at City Hall <laughs> like those guys get red velvet glove treatment that's that's where he gets into trouble and this thing is hanging around and it's gonna be a headache for him when when Doug Ford finally <laughs> takes one in the throat it will be because
1: of a crony issue you watch right but the, yeah absolutely but this won't be a green belt I mean he thought he could Bluff his way through that just by going affordable housing over and over and over again. And that is something that people care about. I think crime is a different thing. And I think it's more than just head nods on a bar stool. I think that it's head nods and doing a shot and banging on the bar stool in appreciation uh, of what Doug Ford is planning here. Well,
3: well that Amazon sounds like is Tim a Powers. Dave, right?
1: Richard, the former bouncer is taking him outside and giving
3: a couple of pops, too. I mean, add, <laughs> That's add, right. add to the story here.
0: Is the market value of becoming Canadian dropping? Canada is taking in more immigrants than it ever has, but new data suggesting that fewer and fewer of them are becoming citizens. Oh, Canada, what is going on? Uh, Tim Powers, let's start with you. What is your immediate reaction to that?
3: Yeah, I think it's a little convenient story, but I, I, but I don't think it's really that accurate. Um, look, look at the numbers we talked about on this program a few weeks ago about the number of people that are still coming to Canada in in droves because uh, we've opened up immigration, which I think is a good thing. Uh, I can just give you the example of many of the Ukrainian people who have mm-hmm. uh, fled the Ukraine because of the Russian uh, Russia invade Russian invasion. Um, they are coming here because their families are here, because they want to be here, because they're looking for a better life. Yeah, we're maybe not as hip and as cool or as, as together as we once were, but we're still of a hell of a lot better than a lot of other countries out there. So I, I don't pay too much attention to this particular story.
0: It has decreased. Just for the record, from seventy-five percent in nineteen ninety-six to just forty-six percent in twenty twenty-one. Does that have any impact on you, Scott Reed?
3: So, Christina, what's decreased? Though, I mean, the number is at up up around hundreds of thousands more than it once was.
0: Well, in terms of the proportion of permanent residents who acquired their citizenship after they met the 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 requirement. Uh, So, just to go back to the market value of becoming Canadian, Scott Reed, does that have any impact on you? terms of the fact that, yeah, this data is suggesting fewer of uh, new immigrants are becoming Canadian citizens.
2: Uh, no, it doesn't have any impact on me. I, I th- Look, I I did 23andMe. I'm 113% <laughs> Scottish, <laughs> you know, like, so I, every once in a while, whether I'm just chatting sure? or whether I'm hosting, I think to myself, you know what, this is a topic that really I don't know enough about to smart on about it. But I my guess is that that proportion has more to do with um, privileges that used to be associated exclusively mm-hmm. with citizenship mm-hmm. now being extended to um, uh, being extended to permanent residents, and so I think it probably has to do less with the market value decreasing as compared to um, you know the the barriers um, to uh, you know.
1: Oh, we've lost Scott Reed. To, to oh. a resident of I can't speak. You there? That, Am we, I here? We're, 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 you're you're cutting in and out, which will make some people very happy, some people very sad. So let, let's That's see it. let's see how uh, Scott's uh, line holds up here. We might have to get him to uh, disconnect and, and try again. Uh, we're almost out of time, though. Let's talk a little bit uh, about Leap Year. I wanted to ask Scott about this because very early this morning, he wished Superman a happy birthday. It's Superman's <laughs> birthday today. And Scott, are you with us still? I think so. I okay. was drowning. I fell down the <laughs> well. So, uh, Superman's birthday. Yes. You sounded excited it about it on Twitter this morning. I'm pumped. February
2: 29th. That's uh, the birthday of Kal-El, you know. Yep. L- Jor-El, Lara sent him off to uh, this beautiful, bright, uh, sunny earth of ours. Um, I don't get, you know. I'm reminded on February 29th of how stupid we are. We have a calendar that doesn't actually work, that it takes, you know, 324.25 days to it, – it doesn't – why can't we have a calendar that's even, that stacks up? I don't understand.
0: Ask the math, the math nerds and the space nerds—they have the answers. Yeah. I don't know. I just—I've—I all I know is I have an extra day I have to deal with, and I still didn't get anything done. Well, I think conformity I is boring. Hashtag didn't have
3: this problem. They had this figured out, right? You guys got it all wrong. Look, change your birth certificates. I'm a, now just a teenager because I changed my birth certificate to <laughs>
1: February twenty It's awesome. Well, there you go. Well, Tim Powers, thank you so much for ending this on a high note. Unlike uh, Scott Reed, who was trying to tell everyone that we're just not smart enough to understand how to make the calendar work. That was Scott Reed, CTV News, political commentator and former communications director for Prime Minister Paul Martin, Tim Powers, chairman of Summa Strategies and the managing director of Abacus Data. Uh, Thanks so much, guys. When we come back on the other side of the break, we're going to talk a little bit about the extra costs for the FIFA World Cup. We talked about it uh, yesterday at length and the day before, uh, but now Olivia Chow says, listen, I'm saddled with it. This is happening. We'll talk about that on the other side. You're listening to The Rush on News Talk 1010. I'm Richard Krauss. That's Christine Cardoso. Stay with us.